in a lot of interviews, everything kind of skips right to your injury and moves on from there. <laughs> but yeah. my podcast is called The Music Made Me, and I like to really dive into the past and mm -hmm. find out, you know, how music was there. So I really want to go way back to your childhood before, yep. you know, jumping into the music. And I know that both your mom and dad were musical. I believe your mom was uh, classically trained on the piano. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. For a little bit. So how yeah. did that all work out when you were young then? Was a piano something that she got you into? Like, did you do that at all when you were young or was that more her thing? Uh, definitely more her thing. Um, I never, I never played piano. Um, something that we always had in the house, you know, and I'd hear her, I mean, she, she grew up, you know, younger playing it and then it kind of fizzled out as, as she got older and, and, you know, started working and stuff. So um, it was much more of a, of a younger thing, but she'll pick it up every now and again and, and, and always kind of being around the house and hearing her, you know, go through scales and practicing songs and stuff that she, and she can read music that I can't, I can't, I can't read music. So it's funny when I, we try to play some songs together that, that we both enjoy. And um, I'll have, if it's a song that I'm not as familiar with, I'll maybe have some kind of chart, you know, that has the, the chords and, and she'll have the music and we both can't read each other's thing. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because she did. I mean, she she had, you know, taken some guitar lessons, but, um, you know, yeah, an, an A minor seven, if you don't know what that is on a on a on a chart, then, you know, you don't know what I'm playing really finger wise. Right. So, um, yeah, but it's cool. It, 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 you know, it was one of those things that when I decided to kind of take music more seriously, she's like, you should learn piano. And I'm like, no, guitar is cool. I want to be a cool guy. I don't want to <laughs> play a piano. I want to keyboard i want to play guitar i want to you know, be a cool guy with the electric guitar and you know the you know the the whole swag of that so um in hindsight i do wish i would have learned uh piano uh just for the, the sheer fact that um i think john mayer put it great he goes you can't capo uh, a piano so all of the notes are literally lying in front of you you know kind of like a keyboard on a on a computer you know you right. have if you once you learn it you know where everything is and it's right there and and um, every vocal teacher that I've ever had, all, we always worked with a, with a piano. Um, and so to be able to, had I thought that far ahead, um, <laughs> in, in picking an instrument, I think, uh, I would have perhaps, uh, uh, benefited a lot more from, from the keyboards and, um, it would have been a cool thing to be able to do, but, um, guitar is where I'm at and, and I'm having fun with it. So we're fine. And on the vocal side, both you, your mom and your dad could sing, correct? Yeah. My dad's a showman. Um, he loves, he loves the stage. He loves the mic, uh, whether that's public speaking, that's just telling a story or, or, um, you know, I grew up with him singing karaoke. Uh, we always had a karaoke machine at the house. So it was always just like a fun thing to do. Um, and I always loved singing with him and, or, or, or taking turns. And, um, so he was always, you know, even just for, for us, like he was always a showman and always that. And my mom, has a really strong powerful voice uh but she's more timid so it's oh, like okay. a really fun you know uh uh a difference between the two and um my dad once said uh he goes man if i had my stage presence and 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 my ability or, or my uh, uh, uh showmanship and my wife's ability to sing well i'd be in vegas well actually no i it's manny basically we we have one <laughs> we created we created it and it's manny and i was like 
Damn. Okay, cool. That's a really cool way to put that. So, so that's always been sort of a, a fun thing in, in the back of, in, in the back of my head. My, my dad sang at a party one time and um, sitting on the stool, very crooner-esque. He loves, he loves like the, the crooner thing. And I remember watching him and, and then my grandmother threw a, a flower on the stage. So everybody started taking the centerpiece and started throwing flowers on stage. And it was a really cool picture of him kind of like half seated on the stool, like with his arms out with all the flowers all over the place. It's a really cool picture. And that's sort of one of my most inspirational photos of like, just enjoy the moment and, and, you know, put on a show for people. Cause that's, that's it. Cause at first, you know, we started off the tour up in Canada and, and I was timid and I was like, I hope they like me. I hope they like me. But at the end of the day, you know, they're there to watch a show and, and you've got to put on the show that you can. Right. And, and yeah. they'll, you know, you're never going to, they're either going to like you or they're not. Right. And so, but you gotta, you gotta just give it, um, you know, go, go all out and, and, and you know, it's going to be what's going to be. Yeah. So. I was going to say, it's a good thing you took after your dad rather than your mom with that whole thing. Right. Because it could have been a very different path if you were more timid <laughs> and didn't yeah. have that confidence to actually follow this journey. Yeah. I think I got the, exactly. So I think I got the showmanship from him and I got the, the power and the musical knowledge from my mom. <laughs> and now let's talk about well actually talk about your first memory of singing with your dad like how old were you have you always known that you had a voice in that way yeah kind of just because we would have friends over and and you know everyone sees a karaoke machine and you get there's like there's two paths there's either like oh my god yes i'm so in whether they can sing or not is besides the point yeah it's like yes i want to sing this is great this is gonna be so much fun and then the other one's like no no i you know i i don't i don't I'm not a singer. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put myself on that sort of platform. So um, I was always a guy who was kind of like the most excited to do it. Like if we went out and we, you know, there's some spots out in Montreal that have that are karaoke bars or, or rooms, you know, where everyone is secluded to the group that they're with. Right. And nobody wants to be the first. And I'm like, well, I don't, I mean, I, I have enough confidence in myself to, to, to do it. Um, this is before, you know, picking it up as a career. Yeah. And then as soon as I would do it, everyone's like, well, no, now we can't follow you now. I don't want to sing anymore. So it's like, <laughs> there's always been that sort of like, I was one of the better ones in the room. Like, you know, just like the best guy at the karaoke bar kind of thing, like, you know, or within the group of people who are there. So that kind of started making me think a little bit that if I actually really tried, you know, where, where, where can I go and, and what can I do? Um, and so it was, a it was a, another type of, we karaoke seems to be our sort of uh party theme but uh <laughs> it was a karaoke party where similar scenario where my dad's like hey let's just go break the ice you know my parents were hosting so he's like come come with let's sing a song that we do together which is drops of jupiter by train oh, okay. um and uh, he goes let's do the thing so everyone knew he likes to sing and he's got the presence and the showmanship um and so he starts the song and then when i sing everybody just kind of like goes oh whoa and that moment i was like i want to do this like, this is, this is cool. This is so cool. Um, and so th there's that, you know, combining with once that happened, picking up the guitar and, and wanting to, and playing songs for my friends and everybody saying, Hey, play this. I love that song. I love that song. I love, you know, whatever. So, and so doing that. So all of that combined was just like, okay, I'm feeling this. And I think that there's perhaps if I really want to put the work ethic into it, I think there's perhaps a, a path here for me. So my mom much, much prefers watching me sing than than fight so i had i had her support pretty quick yeah i bet and let's talk about that fighting starting training at 16 compared to your drive when you found music 
was it a comparable drive when you first found MMA? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I grew up dyslexic. I mean, I still am. Uh, but so school was always hard. So I always had a work ethic just to, I knew I had to always work harder. Um, you know, and, and I remember a time where, you know, somebody got, I think, a B minus or something, and I was just happy to pass. And right. they're crying and they're upset. And it's this whole conspiracy as a teacher doesn't like her. And and I'm like, man, if only I had that that luxury to complain about a B minus, like, and cry about it, um, I'd be stoked. So uh, it was always that thing where it's like, I, for better or worse, I've always been told I'm very tunnel vision okay. in that. I have one thing in, in my head and it's like nothing else around me or in the world matters till I, you know, except for that thing. And, um, it was like that when I grew up playing hockey, it was like that. in when I turned to MMA and it's been like that, you know, in, in, uh, in music. And I think that that's the number one thing that I always have in my back pocket. It's just the willingness to learn and the work ethic combined, you know, you're not always going to get it on the first go, but, but, you know, you just got to keep, keep pushing it. And, um, you know, and I, and I think now, you know, this was back in 2014 and I feel like now we're starting, it's starting to pay some dividend and we're starting to get some really cool looks. Right. And you started training at 16. So how many years was it before your injury that you were competing? Uh, four years. I was doing MMA for four years. I was 16. Um, very, very green and, and, and raw. And um, just, I had the compete level. I've always had, I've always been ultra competitive. Um, so that's what kind of drew me to it is like, I've played sports my whole life. There is no ultimate competition than one-on-one, -on -one, you know, uh, hand combat and that's kicks and elbows and knees and takedowns and all that stuff, which is to me, even more competitive than boxing. Um, so that's what, that's what drew me to it. And my trainer, uh, who's, who's a pro MMA fighter as well. His name is Nordin Taleb. Um, he's been like such a mentor to me, uh, in fighting and also just in, in an overview of of life as a whole. Um, and you know, there, there's, there's certain dark places you go to in training that only other fighters can get. Um, right. and so, you know, he's been through hell and back, you know, in comparison to what I have, um, experienced. So it was nice to always have a guy sort of, you know, on, on behind, you know, having your back that is like, Hey, I've done it all. Like I've experienced it all. I've fought through broken ribs. I've broken my hand. I've broken my foot. And then everything else that goes with fighting besides just the, the injuries, um, he's experienced it. So it was really cool to have him have my back. Um, yeah, I didn't spar until at least two years in, uh, even wow. just, just to spar with, with, with uh, experienced guys. You know, it took me four years before I even got the opportunity to take my first amateur fight. Um, and that's the one that, that tore my quad and oh, wow. um, was the, thank God I won because, you know, it, it, it'd be a lot harder to, to give it up if, if I would end on a loss. Um, but it was just my interest to change at that point. And, and you know, cause I had found the ability to sing and, and play guitar and, and it was something that I really fell in love with and really wanted to pursue. And I couldn't do both. I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I got one, it's kind of one track mind. So, um, when I decided to, uh, to kind of end it all, it was like a very emotional day at the gym with, with my, with my trainer. And, um, he's like, Hey, look, we, we will still hang out and it's, it's all good dude. Like, uh, and he goes, the, the right move is, is to stop when you don't feel it anymore. Cause the worst thing you want to do is hesitate, you know, be, be super hesitant on it. And whether that's in training or in a fight, um, uh, the last thing you want to do is be hesitant and, and, and that's going to lead to longer term injuries, bigger injuries, you know, just 
um, stuff that you don't want to deal with. So he's like, Hey, look, if you know, I can't force you cause I'm not going to put you in there if, if your head's not 100% there, you know? Um, so that was it. And, um, I, I turned over to music and, and here we are. You first sort of dipped your toe back into music when you listened to BB King and oh, yeah. that sort of got your juices flowing again. So from there, what was the progression like in starting to perform? Was it pretty quick? Um, yeah, I, man, it was BB King. He's, he's the guy who got me wanting to play guitar because I, you typically think of singers strumming and playing rhythm while, you know, lead guitar players playing the lead parts and the solos. But I didn't, I didn't know any of, you know, that terminology, that concept or anything. So it was just weird that he's singing and then he's playing and then he's singing and he's playing. Um, so that was super intriguing. So I really wanted to learn what that was about. Um, and then it kind of went up, you know, I wanted to see who was doing it, you know, recently, like who were the new modern guys doing sort of blues. And, and uh, I got into John Mayer and Gary Clark Jr. Um, and, and some of those guys. And then, you, you know, you look at some heavy guitar stuff and, and, I, and my buddies were listening to the pop country stuff. Uh, so I was playing that for them, but I'm like, there's gotta be somewhere that, that blends the two. And, um, I thought Cadillac three was pretty cool. Cause they've got some bluesiness, some funk, some hard rock and, and, and stuff. So the transition after everything opened up for me was very strange because I love John Mayer. I still love John Mayer. I think as far as an artist goes, he's one of the best. Um, and I can put him on anytime and, and enjoy the thing. And so that's where that inspiration came from, but in moving into country and making this a career and finding my space in it um you know guys like Cadillac 3 guys like Hardy and Coetzel um have been uh, um you know super cool because they're doing it different so I mean I've always liked guys that push them all a little bit uh right. and push the, the envelope and got put in the Gilbert's another one who's like doing metal music with country you know you know things so um and and you know to segue into that's kind of how I how I you know discovered country punk was you know, where do I sit and where's my, where's my place in country? Um, and I felt like country rock has its own set of sort of sound now um, in that it's heavy, but it's still super, con- you know, it's still super Southern rock and, 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 and there's not much tempo it, and um, it's not rock and like, it's not country rock doesn't have that rock and roll, you know, sort of flair and glam and, and stuff like that. So, right. Um, that's where I felt that like the sort of the punk thing came from, I think also growing up, you know, being born in 94 and growing up in the two thousands, you got all of those sort of college, you know, when you're young, you're looking at movies like American pie and, you know, there's some nude scenes and you feel rebellious and it's all that pop punk stuff. And now pop punk's having a sort of rebirth, which is awesome. Um, and so I just kind of feel like with everything that I love and everything that I know and, COVID, you know, and have been able to be very introspective as far as what I want to do moving forward. Um, we were able to come up with country punk, which is really just, it's country music, country songwriting to the core um, with just a punk attitude of going like, Hey, this is what I want to do. I don't want to be put in a box of, Hey, that's country or that's not country or that's, you know, just be like, I want to make the music I want to make. Um, it's always going to have that country songwriting and storytelling to the core and, and, and that country purpose. Um, but it's always going to be, uh, you know, I like to be, you know, expect the unexpected type. Um, and so some will have some punk influence, some won't, but it's just the approach is I'm going to make the music that I want that I feel is, is super cool and, and uh, you know, that we're having fun with. 
Right. And how did it work that I know Jim Cressman was one of the first guys that you hooked up yeah. with. And then he introduced you to Nathan who brought you down to Nashville. So between when you learned guitar and when you met Jim, like, were you performing during that span or how did it work out that you met him and things like things started to go quick? It seems. Yeah. I, you, you would, yeah, that's some research in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim was great. So I, I, yeah, I had started playing some shows and I had a manager back home who was just kind of good. Cause she knew the music scene um, in in Montreal and in Quebec. Right. Um, that was about it. And, and so then I was like, I need, we need to move on. And I had an, uh, my previous manager who was the guy who introduced me to um, Jim Cressman. I had a meeting with uh, actually Jim Cressman was nice enough to fly down. He was passing through and um, made a stop in Montreal before uh, going home. So, I mean, that, that was all, I'm always grateful for, for that because he was the one who was able to get me down to Nashville because uh, he knew uh, another man named Gilles Godard, who was at Olay, I believe it's now called Anthem. Right. Um, and they sent they sent me some songs. They said, "Do you feel like you have to write all your songs, or do you, or, or uh, are you good if we send you some?" Which was a nice way of saying your songs suck. Um, <laughs> but I, I was like, "No, my, my my favorite thing to do is is perform live." And you know, if there's better song, I didn't even know the concept of a, a publisher that sends songs to artists um that was brand new to me so i was like wow if i don't even have if like there's better people writing songs who've been doing it longer than i have i want to sing them i right i want to get in the biggest environment and you know the 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 coolest place to be able to sing the songs you know to the most amount of people at one time so right. i mean and i said i said i i'm not you know i can my ego can rest on the on the songwriting side and you know i i do my, my favorite thing to do is play live so uh, i was able to get down here it was actually um Jim Selby from Concord who introduced me to Nathan because um, oh, okay. we were taking my old manager was down here taking meetings while I was in studio and recording all the stuff that they had sent me and pick songs I had picked. Um, and when we met, uh, he met Jim Selby and said, Hey, I think there's this great guy who's got an artist development company here in Nashville. Um, his name is Nathan. And, and I was like, cool. So once, you know, that other, that path with, with my old manager kind of ran, ran its course, um, and after having been in Nashville for about a year and a half and working with Nathan, uh, he's Nathan's like, I'm going to, I want to, if he's out, I want to be your manager. I want to do this with you. And I think this, we, we have the opportunity to go to do some really cool things. And I said, that's, I'm, I'm very down. So that's how we ended up here. And your first trip to Nashville, like, what was that like? Is it pretty intimidating at that point? Because you're fairly, well, you're very new to Nashville yeah. and just even performing you're fairly new so what was that like uh it was what was intimidating was the well I didn't I didn't know how intimidating it was till I got here and then I went <laughs> down to Broadway and saw everybody playing requests and stuff and then the intimidating thing was like I don't know this many songs I don't know all of this stuff um am I gonna have to do this because my old manager at the time I'll be very honest was didn't know very much. He was more of a connections guy. Right. So oh, okay. he's like, you got to learn all these songs. You got to learn the old Garth. You got to learn the old, you know, George, Jones. you got to learn all of these songs because if somebody requests, you have to play it. You have to play it. Being down here a little bit, I understand how it works. And, and, and uh, Nathan was like, that's no, I mean, Broadway is really cool. And there's some really good guys doing it down there. And there's, and, you know, you get all kinds uh, to be honest down on Broadway, but <laughs> Um, there's some artists that are really, really good. And I got a really good friend who plays there who, who's just releasing some stuff now, uh, Blaine Holcomb and, and he's unreal. So 
Um, there, you get all kinds down there, but it's it's a choice. That's not a path. It's a path. It's not the path to, you know, um, I'm doing the music that I want to do and, and kind of uh, um, getting signed or whatever. So I think uh, that kind of opened up and that chilled. And, and, you said, and they said, hey, you, you're new to Nashville. And this was Nathan uh, before he sort of took the, the steering wheel of of my career. He said, you know, you're, you're new to Nashville. Uh, let's, you know, take it easy. We'll find you a band. Well, guys that you can hang out with, guys that you can, you know, go put beer with and and whatever. Because I was doing a lot of stuff with him. And, I mean, he's got a wife and a kid. And he can't be out with me drinking beer every night. So he's like, right. I get you someone. I get you someone who can. And I'm like, great. <laughs> and I ended up being you know, my drummer and my guitar player. And, and then we ended up building the band and we've had some transformations in between, you know, from then and now, but, um, you know, once you get into it, once you start to learn and, you know, you get adapted into the community and you start to learn a little bit about how things work. Um, you just, it makes, it made me want to work harder, right. It made me more excited to get better and have a better show. And, and now we're at a very fun point where, every little thing does matter, right? At the time, right. it's like, well, just get the band, get the songs, let's get the shows. And now we're, and get this, you know, the stuff recorded and, and get your vocals up to, a, you know, a, 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 you know, get them on par with, with what else is going on. And now it's like, let's go bigger. Let's go crazier. Like every little, you know, everything is, 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 is important. And that's what's super cool. Cause now it's the time that besides the music, besides the songs, now we get really creative with the show and the branding and all that kind of cool stuff that, that I get to do. So. Right. right now it's just kind of we've got the concept we've got you know the people that that are listening and, and hopefully we get we get more um but uh it now it's now it's really we're having a lot of fun so it was you know a little bit of work to get here but um i'm really happy where we're at and and you know not 100 content you know there's always more but um well i'm in a really fun space where we have some really cool songs we have some more stuff coming that's even you know um cooler and and just you know, everything's cool. You know, I'm having fun with everything. And so you released your debut, Leave It Like It Is. And then in 2020, you had New Ink. Yes, now, sir. were those two very different processes? Because like you say, maybe on the debut, you were just kind of throwing stuff together just to get something out. Whereas with New Ink, were you much more focused on what is my sound? Where do I want to go? Yes, 100%. Well, it wasn't about throwing something together to get it out. It was just all I knew. Right. Um, and then and then having been here and, and sitting on the album, because I recorded that before moving to Nashville. Uh, and then it was, I got to Nashville, and then it was the development side of getting everything in order and getting, you know, what where's what's the goal? What's the point? What are you trying to say? What is the, all of that background, back, um, you know, behind the scenes stuff had to get done because I hadn't been in Nashville. Nobody knew what I wanted to do. Right. So, but I had, uh, but I had a record ready to go. So it was kind of this weird, like, Hey, let's get all this stuff going really quick and we can put this record out, but we, all this has to happen before this comes out. Otherwise it's going to fall flat and nobody's going to know about it and there's nothing going on. So that was a bit of the process. And, and in that process, I said, you know what, I think there's a space to add some of that, the rock stuff and the, the blue stuff that I really, really like. Um, and, and sort of the unpredictability, I think, you know, is shown in like a song like sync where it's like, doesn't really fit a genre. doesn't really fit a style or it's just, it's just a vibe. And, and, and that's what I think is super cool. And that's, I think what's been sort of the lineage between all the, all the projects we've had is, is just, you know, 
being a little bit outside the box and, and, and just having fun. And now I'm really able to dive in t- deeper into it and, and stand, you know, sort of on my two feet, very proud of like, Hey, I do stand outside because for a while I wanted to participate so bad that I don't think I was being um, super genuine or, or, you know, being authentic to myself. You right. know, cause I want the, f- I'm from a big city. I I'm seeing country music, you know, all this stuff and I'm new here. So I want to really want to fit in. Um, until I decided it's actually cooler not to fit in and be different. So I went back to my, you know, cause I think there was a lot of things about myself in general that growing up, I, you know, I love fashion. I love style and clothes and, and, and looks and all this really cool creative stuff that I put aside for a bit because like, that's not country. Right. Now I'm like country music really is about the songwriting and the community and the storytelling. So everything else around it to me, doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the songs still are country songs. They're just, you know, instrument, the instrumentation could be a little more punk or a little more rock or a little bit more America, whatever it is. But the, the, the main point of country music is the storytelling and, and, you know, the songwriting. And um, I think there's, there's, there's that in in every song. So then how I want to present it afterwards really goes based on the vibe of the song uh and, and and what i'm feeling so um you know i've always been called too loud too rock for country or too country for rock so i just <laughs> kind of decided to lean into it and be like why does it have to be one or the other you know yeah why why can't we just have fun with with music and um you know and, and again there's the guys that are keeping you know country music the traditional country music alive which is great guys like john party guys like uh um cody johnson and and you know, and that's important too. Right. And, and I think that because they're doing it, I'm allowed to do, you know, stuff on the, on the outside a little bit, you know, um, not everybody has to be traditional country music to be country artists. I think the beauty of country right now is the fact that there are so many different colors and there are so many different things and um, countries now opening up right next to pop. It's like rock, like pop rock and all this stuff that's going on all goes on the pop charts. Then you got country. And country right. now is right in that space. And I think that's so cool that there's so many people doing different things that we can compete in all against all genres just because we have the ability. There are people doing, you know, uh, um, so many cool different things. So, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, I've always said that I don't think I'm really for a purist of one or the other, whether it's punk or country. But I mean, at the end of the day, too, uh, there's too, there's too much music to be a hardcore purist of one. You know, so um, just the, here's the other option is you just don't have to listen to it. If you don't like it, you turn it off and put something else that you like. I mean, it's not difficult. So um, that that's kind of where I sit on a long winded answer. I, I forget what the question was, but I hope <laughs> I answered it somewhere in my rambling. I'm sure somewhere you did. And it's an exciting day today because today you released that your EP, your new EP is going to be released in August. Yes. So talk about the process of this and you talk about you know, really diving into your sound and being comfortable with your sound. And so heading into this EP, does that make it more difficult to pick songs because you are sort of looking for what's going to be your sound or does it make it easy because you know what you want your sound to be? Yeah. I I mean, I think we came up with country punk as a, as a term after this album was recorded. Um, I think that, but it just naturally fit. Right. Um, I feel like this EP is really a, I'll call it some sort of a mixtape of things I've done in the past and places I want to go, you know, in the future. 
and everything in between. Um, I think there's there's a couple of songs on there that kind of bring back New Ink and could be on New Ink. Um, I think there's some, you know, there's a super um, really cool acoustic-y ballad song I, I have uh, with, a, with a female artist that I absolutely love and respect so much. Um, and so that's really cool. And then, you know, Train happened to have that, you know, I think that was one of those things where it's like, it brings me back to like the two thousands that has that sort of thin acoustic uh, electric guitar kind of palm muted, uh, almost fall on the floor type feel of, of, of pop punk. So, yeah. Um, and that just happened, you know, kind of on what I was listening to and it happened based on like pandemic. I'm listening to a lot more music. I'm opening up my mind musically to a lot of other things that I used to like in the past that I kind of put away because it wasn't country. And I said, for this one, I kind of want all the influences to just come in and just flow. And I think that this is a really cool project to showcase uh, my vocal ability that I haven't really got to showcase much in the past. Um, Different sonic styles and things that we're playing with. Um, And and just overall, a really cool story of like the lineage of the whole thing is super cool, I think. So um, I'm really excited to have it all out. And you've had the chance to pick songs from some pretty big songwriters. Um, but I know that I've heard you talk about that you didn't necessarily know who wrote the song before you picked it. That came after. And mm-hmm. so for this album, were there certain writers that you had picked songs from on the last record that you knew you know, fit your sound and you wanted to see what they brought to the table? Or are you just working on the song and it doesn't matter who the writers are on it um yeah it, it doesn't really matter what the uh who the writers are on it really for me at, at you know at the beginning um you know you start to see a couple of names pop up again where it's like there's there's probably some some cool things and, and one of them being uh, aaron Essis, who produced new ink and he produced uh this new project devil um oh, okay and he wrote, uh, he wrote, a, there's a few more songs on this, on the CP that he wrote. Uh, he wrote Old Money on New Ink. Uh, and I love that sound. And I love that vibe that he brought. And I think he's got a very cool way of writing uh, or, or, or at least instru- the instrumentation being a little dark, a little heavy oh, Okay. on otherwise a very beautiful melody and beautiful storyline. So I think the juxtaposition of the two is super cool. So um yeah, he's got a few on the. Uh, he's got a few more uh, uh, um, rights, I guess, on this EP. Um, just because I liked what he did on New Ink, and I was working with him again, and and kind of was more interested in in what else he had, sort of in the in the repertoire or in the in that thing. So, um, it was uh, super cool to go through the process that way. Already knowing New Ink was out or coming out, and then doing, you know, the the whole process again of going through songs. Thankfully, got we have a great relationship because of Aaron with smack songs um the publisher right and so they were we were able to have a much more in-depth conversation as far as songs we're looking for things you want to say styles and vibes and things like that so um what was cool was we weren't rushed to put out new ink so we weren't rushed to make this new one so we were really able to have a sit-down conversation myself and my manager who we both love to geek out on music um you know i've got my way of looking at it and things and he's got his you know um a uh, former artist kind of came up in the in the punk scene, the screamo, uh, you know, hard metal thing uh, scene. So, um, the very different backgrounds, but love the same thing. And and you know, showing each other 
um, new music and things like that. And, and just him having been through the process as an artist and, and as a band leader and um, doing the whole thing, you know, he, he's able to go, Hey, I hear you talk a lot about, you know, X, Y, Z. Why have you ever thought about it? And right. it always takes me a couple of days to go, okay, wait, I didn't think of it like that, but okay, wait, I, I might be into this. Let's, let's have this going. So the pandemic really was allowed us to just have two hour convert almost two hour conversations every day about music and, and sounds and things that I wanted. And he was the one that was like, Hey, I think what, what might be really cool is if you, if you start taking your vocals even more seriously and, and become like this powerhouse vocalist. And, you know, it was kind of a thing that I was like, you know what, I'm not, we're not doing much right now. So why not? And I think right. that now with the songs that we have on, on YouTube, like blow and dead by rock and roll, I think I was able to, to pull off those songs because of, you know, the, the hard work I did been putting into my vocals and, um, you know, th those, those little things come through in, in certain songs, uh, on devil. So I'm just super stoked about everything we've got going on right now. Uh, and it's, it's just a lot more fun to sing and have, and, and, and be an artist now because all of the branding, the questioning of, of like what direction, you know, and all of those kinds of stuff uh, are kind of gone. And right. now it's, you know, I, I've, I've done a lot of different things that were, you know, suggested. And I said, I didn't say no to anything at first in Nashville. It was like, let's just come in. Let's just see what happens. I don't know. So let's try. If I try it and I don't like it, I can say I don't like it. And I don't want to do that again. You know, right. whether that's a, a look, a vibe, a sound, whatever it is. So um, that was it. And now I'm just at a very comfortable spot of like, hey, this is who I am. You know, I love this. I love that. You know, this is the songs that we're, that we're making. And, and, and now it's really just really cool to have fun. Uh, <laughs> and you're you know? working on your vocals. You're discovering who you are on the writing side. Is that something you're also developing? Could we see you writing in the future on your albums? Um, we, we, <laughs> I tried it. I hate it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I did it a long time ago before moving to Nashville. And then with the songs that we were getting from publishers, I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, and it was really more about the performance and the, uh, the showmanship and the ability to put on a show that I was more interested in than the songwriting um, with country punk. And, you know, we're maybe working on a project after devil. Uh, the idea was like, Hey, we don't know what country punk is. You have to create it. You have to write it and you have to indicate us in which way we want to go, which way you want to go with this. And I tried to write, I sat in four sessions, I think. And to songwriters listening might be like, that's not enough, but I absolutely hated being there. I felt like I was just like, dead weight that we're just not participating in very much and um i just don't like the four hours of sitting around thinking of throwing words out and the one guy going no and then the two guys got into an argument i was just like this is not for me but we found guys so i went back to my manager i said like i really i tried and i really <laughs> hate it like i right. really hate it um so there might be a different aspect as far as like how i want to oversee you know my feel of country punk and um, there may or may not be a project at some point that I co-produce. So we'll see. <laughs> so many questions left up in the air. So many things. <laughs> well, that's but awesome. as of right as of right now, we have Devil and Might as Well Lead coming out soon. So that's my my main focus right now. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And it's perfect timing with everything opening up and actually being, I know I've seen on Instagram, you've been doing a lot of rehearsals, getting set yes. for when you can return, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing, well, with the, the live and turned up stuff that we had done, um, we were taking, you know, one, um, one straight shot of the song. So there was no editing and, you know, we did the song maybe twice or three times, but with some of those songs, I don't want to be singing them two or three times back to back. So the idea was really to get them in almost the first take. Right. Um, you know, you do a second one just in case something magical happens. But um, the idea was to run them through like a show uh, and, and just just bang them out. And, and so the idea so we rehearsed for them like a show. Right. Um, and so that that took most of our attention besides the stuff that we were working on as far as projects. You know, that took a lot of you know, um, rehearsal attention and, and playing and, and all that kind of stuff. Performance wise, that took a lot of our attention in, you know, November, December. Uh, well, November, we had New Ink come out and we played a uh, album release party for that. Yeah. And then there was the Live and Turned Up volume one that we did. Um, and then right after coming off of Christmas break, you know, we, you know, we gave everybody about a, a good month and, and uh, um, to kind of unwind and chill and hopefully 2021 has some magical powers of ending COVID. It <laughs> didn't. So we did live and turned up too. And it was right out of vacation that that was the number one focus and um, live and turned up volume two has been super cool. And, and um, uh, you know, we're still in the middle of releasing that, but the idea really is to just be releasing stuff, you know, all, all year. Um, mm -hmm. And so we have a show coming up now, which is going to be the minors well lead single release party, which um, I'm super excited about. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we're constantly work like the other thing too, is just being ready, right. If some, something happens and someone's like, Oh, you need an opener for somebody, for somebody, you know, that we are, we're ready and we're tight and we're good to go. Um, right. so we were, we were, we were able to, to do that. Um, and in the process, you know, also do something fun for us, which was a live and turned up uh, thing, because when you go, we want to get this in one take If you, you, besides the playfulness of the crowd, you get that sort of adrenaline of like, Hey, we're playing. It's not rehearsal now. Like we're playing a song for real. Let's try to get it. I mean, also egos and pride come in, and you want to get it in the first take. So, um, but every now and again, after doing it one time, you get that sort of magic, uh, magical thing that happens um, in in the room. And um, because you can't get it with the crowd, I mean, right. I think if there's a crowd, we can all get it in one shot, for the most part. Um, but because there's no crowd, you get that you get that energy and that creativeness that that the crowd typically would bring you can get it on the second take so but we wanted to do it we didn't want to take from you know the first chorus of the second take and the you know the the second chorus of the third you know we didn't want to start yeah. playing that game because then we just go in studio and do it so we wanted right. it to be you know relatively live and move around and if you know the mic hits something or you know you hit a bad chord or whatever it is keep it and it's just it just adds to the the charm of it being live <laughs> that's awesome well thank you so much for joining me i appreciate it we will look forward to what's to come this year but before that people can check out uh when this airs the new single might as well lead will be out so people can go check that out and then on august 20th go check out devil and then keep an eye on all your socials to see what might be coming next yes we'll have we have another song coming out between that so we'll have a third single come out before devil Oh, okay. um, and so, yeah, uh, Instagram, Manny Blue Music, Facebook, Manny Blue, uh, Manny Blue Music on YouTube. We have con we're constantly putting out content because we can't be on the road just quite yet. 
So we've got a lot of stuff coming and that we've been working on. And I think just think it's so much fun. So um, subscribe to YouTube, uh, TikTok. Now we've had a little, uh, a little moment on TikTok. So uh, Manny Blue Music on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and you can go to my website and sign up to the newsletter and get all the updates um, effortlessly.